Hello and welcome to the Patreon game. I hope we're all keeping well. This is uh, the first episode we've done in like three years. It seems basic. We only do podcasts when everything is going back. We use, this, a, we use this as like therapy. It's our Lenten promise. We're going to do one every day for Lent. <laughs> I actually need to get my horse in here. I haven't even off anything yet. Though, eh? True full and true Catholic. Oh, I'm off at all. Just giving up everything. Yeah, just living on Dustin Wilder for the next lot of weeks. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Probably, I'd rather talk about Lent than talk about what we're going to talk about. Ah, oh, mate. Listen, we may as well let's stop right in. The reaction to yesterday's, yesterday's game. Um, funny enough, a couple of days before, you said you were, I was very confident in the game, and you said that you love my confidence. It just, I didn't, I personally didn't see um, that result coming. I thought that. You know, we thought we were going to kick on from the recent games and the recent couple of results. And, and yeah, we actually started off not too bad. The first half was, was pretty decent. We played some good football, created some chances, but there's just, there's, there's a lot missing at the moment, is there? There's a, I don't know. Uh, I'm just, just, I know you were, you, were, you were confident, but I really wasn't purely based on, that, that's the fourth time we've played them and, Obviously, we got beaten in the cup and we lost at Rugby Park. But he, see, we beat them at home. I know. I think it was three one, but two 0 they got it back to two one, and they gave us I don't know, and they gave us a really good game. It was quite tight at one point, and it's mad because do you remember last time Rogers used to just dance all over McInnes every single time he'd play him. He just outdo him. He just outsmart him because McInnes would try and go man for man, and he, and he just have him. Um, we just I I don't see anything in that Celtic team. Um, at all, at all. Um, there's nothing I don't see us shining light I don't see us getting out of this that's obviously I'm ultra negative but I just don't see I don't think we can play our way into form I think we've been waiting all season for the kick into form and they really haven't it's sort of going back to the last load of games on their own as well it's like I'm struggling to remember there's been a few there's been a few games this year where there's been a couple of decent performances and you're just waiting for Celtic to kick on. Um, for me, listen, it's absolutely criminal to defend ourselves in this position. Like they've just run top of the league today and if you say that, you know, a few months ago when we're eight, nine points clear, you, you just wouldn't imagine that. It's just like, I don't know. Listen, a lot of people at the moment are like, very angry with Rodgers, and I totally understand that. They're very angry with the team, but again, I completely understand that. For me, Pierce, we talked about this yesterday. This all, for me, maybe goes back to incompetency from above. Like, in terms of transfer windows, in terms of when Alan's left, I mean, we've, we've talked, I'm actually I'm sounding like a broken down record at this stage. Like, how many times have we spoke about, you know, when Rajiv was coming back in and everyone was like, right, this is it, the 25 million kitty, you know, we're going to get this, we're going to be sending to him, we're going to be bringing in players at 13 million pounds, we're going to be kicking on in Europe. Rogers done his lovely wee interview over in Spain and it was like, right, this is it, the Fabio factor's back and then, boom, you're faced with this fucking shit. Like, the quality in this team at the minute is absolutely dark. It's dark, and it looks bad. It looks worse for me because the quality of the team is so poor. Do you know sometimes when you've got a good team and good players, and okay, the style of football isn't great, but they make it look great. Like you have players who do something different. 
You have players who take a man on. You have wingers who take men on. We have fucking Palma, who is the most, in my opinion, the most predictable winger in world football. Like oh. You know exactly what he's going to do every single time. He's just so, so predictable. No, I never. Um, even from the start, I, I, I didn't see the thing about Palma. He, he, he kind of, he was a bit, he's a bit like a bad for me of two seasons ago. He was scoring goals at the start, but it was masking that he didn't really do it. And he can't beat a man. He never really beats a man. He's, uh, for his penalty nonsense alone, he should never be able to play for Celtic. Um, oh, I look at that. Thing. Actually, funny enough, I was on Twitter this morning and. Uh, I remember saying it. I even thought the last this ridiculous like, nonsense over top. But I remember I thought we were rubbish in the second half of last season, to be honest, under Ange. And I think it's been a steady continual of that. And I think today I saw the Twitter. It was like on on this day last year. And for me, it was the last decent game we've properly played. Well, maybe Hearts away was a good performance in in the league. But remember we beat Aberdeen like four 0 at home last year. Yeah, we were just. I remember Hatati that day nutmegged. I can't remember who it was in the middle of the park, and I thought, oh, we're a joke of a team. And now you fast forward a year to yesterday, and I think we scored something like 25 less goals. Um, we, we, we don't look like creating chances, and then anything the ball comes near us, we're a mess. Um, the whole thing's just rotten, isn't it? From from the very top to the bottom, there's, the, there's probably not one person in that who's employed in that club that I wouldn't get rid of, and that includes the people who sell like the pies. And the half, <laughs> I'd get rid of them all and just start again. Listen, you've mentioned Hatari, you know, if you're Brendan Rogers, if you're any manager and you have players like that missing, it must be so frustrating. Like Hatari, how many games he played this season? Less than 10? Probably, but you remember, he didn't start him. He was playing David Tumble at the start of the season. Yeah, so there was all this talk about was he going to leave, was he going, and then Rogers was like, he needs to work his way into the team. Does he? I mean, he's proved how fucking good he is, and always an absolute joke of a player. Also, again, we're missing Cameron Carver-Vickers, and it's like you take him out of that team, and that backline is just... I mean, listen, Liam Skills, right? Liam Skills, for me, has done absolutely fantastic for Celtic this season. There's no doubt about that, but... You can't mask the fact that he's he's playing alongside Cameron Carter Vickers, who at times it must be like you're playing the play season. Imagine having a player like Cameron Carter Vickers beside you. It must be like if you if you if you're maybe not at that level and you have a player like that beside you, it must make your life a hell of a lot easier. You must be much more confident in yourself. And you look at it now, and it's again, there's no disrespect to you know players who are playing for us at the minute. When you're playing, when your centre halves are Stephen Welsh and Liam Skills, mate. It's just unbelievable that we're finding ourselves in this position. And again, mate, we talked about it yesterday. We had a wee bit of uh, a wee bit of an argument with regard to Rodgers, and like, and it was it's it's actually really really healthy. You know, I believe it's really healthy to have those conversations. Like in terms of like finishing that game yesterday with a back four of of Ralston, of of Welch, of Skills, and Alex Burnaby is just absolutely in fucking insane. Like, there's no other thing about that. Like, what annoys me the most about Brendan Rodgers at the minute is he obviously can't come out and say, yes, and this is a fucking joke and blah, 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 and the powers above. He can't come out and say that. He's not in a position where he can say that. But at the same time, show some backbone. Be like, listen, this is the way it is. This is what I'm working with right now. Do you know, say it, address those issues, because ultimately, you're going to be judged on performances. You're going to be judged on results. 
So come out and, you know, fucking, like, back yourself up. Everyone can see it. Everyone, you know, we're addressing the alpha in the room right now in terms of the quality in our squad. If you're in any way a strong leader, like, Ange Postacoglu, I'm very, very confident, Ange Postacoglu, in the exact sensation that Brent Rogers finds himself in now, would come out and say what the problems are. I'm confident in saying that. Yeah, I mean, it probably was a bit of a, a, a stray talk. I, I know what you're saying about, like, the quality of the player isn't there, but you have. But then the flip side of it is, right, he's got two centre halves that he's played the guts of eight million quid for. Now you can say he, he didn't want Lagabielka. That that was a um, that that was a, that was a club or a board signing. But it seems to be a guy like, a known that Rocky was one was was one that he wanted because he played against him for Leicester with Leslie Warsaw, and he's yeah. not playing the team, and he's playing. I mean, whatever about scales, right? But Stephen Welsh is just way off it. And we gave him, was it another three, four, five-year contract there? Yeah. He's playing centre-half yesterday. Um, I understand Taylor's get, only coming back from an injury. And he, maybe he was, it was preordained that he only plays 60 minutes. But I'd move scales to left-back and bring Rocky on for the last half hour and playing him. He's... he's is, he, is he worse than your pal, Kenny? Because he, he's right up there for me. It's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. I mean, John Joe can't even, <laughs> even mention that name. Does me fucking Peter, like, I mean, PTSD from fucking COVID season. But in terms of quality, it has to be around the same. Listen, Bernabe is wholehearted. He, he, he tries, right? He, you know, we can't, we can't fucking fault him for that. But in terms of quality, in terms of a, of a, of a player you need to get results, no, he's not. He's not the one. Everyone can see it. He's right. He, his positioning sense is just all over the place. Oh. Um, it's just so, so bad. I mean, you look back at that goal and you look at it, I mean, a simple, like, if you're taking them on their 10 football team, you're teaching them the basics of, of defending. And the number one thing is fucking look. Have a glance. Have a glance around you. See what's behind you. If you can't see what's behind you, you haven't got the time to see what's behind you. Touch. Be touched. Like, touch tape. You don't want to give a straighter five, ten yards to get on the end of a cross. I mean, we're no. talking about schoolboy stuff. We're talking about things that, that shouldn't be happening at the, at, the, at the top level of Scottish football. Like, I mean, ultimately, I just think there's a, a real, real lack of quality, but also, Pierce, I think there's a real lack of leadership. I really, yeah. really do. I mean, in terms, of, in terms of Joe Hart, Joe Hart the last couple of weeks has pulled out some massive saves, and I wouldn't, you know, take away. I'm honestly been critical and I still believe that we need to bring a new goalkeeper in to be number one next season in order to keep on in progress. But I mean he's been fantastic in terms of his shots that in the bullies the last couple of weeks. But with that being said, some of his decision making in terms of experience that he has as a former England number one, as a Premier League winner, you know, playing at me and blah, he's coming out for a simple, simple collection and he punches the ball out for a corner. Now that for me was the catalyst. That was the catalyst of change in the second half of that game. That gave Kamarnik a wee bit of belief. If you're going to Celtic Park, you need something. May that be so minuscule, something so small. A wee simple sign of nerves gives a team like Kamarnik, you know, that bit of a feeling of, we can get something here. Yeah, the, the, the second half. Uh, but has been at that for nearly the entire time. He's been here punching balls when, when there's not even anyone around. Just come and get the ball. But to be fair, he has made he's probably made a lot of saves that has kept us in a title race since after Christmas at this stage. Um 
the second half, I thought it, it was coming all second half yesterday. Thought I just you just knew there was a goal coming for them, and you'd have rather that it came in the 50th minute than the 91st minute. But and even think if they scored them, we wouldn't have gotten a goal. Just, but it just looks to me like they're incapable of changing how a game is going, and that they just. It just the game goes to whatever way it's looking. There's there's no ability, I think, to to make substitutions and change things, and that's coming from both the sideline and in game. That there's nobody for me in that team who's going to take the game and 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 change it. Um, I think I I've, I've been on McGregor's case for about fourteen months now at this stage. I think the day he gave the ball away against uh, what would he call the German team Leipzig. In the European Cup, and then went off with a, with a soft foot. That, that was kind of when I started questioning what he's about. Um, O'Reilly, I think, has he played since we did anything against Atletico Madrid and Burnaby, who had done really well in the kind of three or four months before Christmas, has just found himself on the bench now. Our three or four games before Christmas or after Christmas, and now he's on the bench. Ronaldo? Uh, who did I say? Bernardo's a strange one, you know, it's a strange one, because he has, he's looked like, he looks like, do you know the big thing about Bernardo, and this is going to sound really, really silly, Aberdeen away, when I assumed him, he was on the bench, and he'd done that weird, like, fucking theatrical chair thing, where he jumped up and down in frustration, yeah. that's a player he fucking wants, that's a player, give me a player, who cares? Like, you know, Bernardo was showing glimpses that there's something there. Like, I want Sally to say him. I think he's a player. I think there is something there. He, he can change games. Look at him in the Champions League. I think he was one of the most effective players in the last couple of games. Um, like, I don't know. It's just like, in terms of style of play, it's What's so that? predictable. I think the biggest thing is, Pierce, it's just so, so predictable. Lucian Jada was a massive thing right absolutely huge thing but i mean in terms of what we have brought in we have a full window to bring someone with a bit of quality in and we've brought in Kuhn. now a lot of people are turning around and saying he needs time to settle i mean you're not he's not a paint against us he's a fucking professional footballer you pretend <laughs> like he's coming from fucking dubai he's coming from germany to play in scotland fucking take your mind on like it's simple like, if you're a winger, your bread and butter is to pick men on, you know, try and create chances, you know, be effective. Not to come on and fucking try and swing a ball into someone's chest and get a corner. It's just so predictable in terms of style of play. That's the most frustrating thing for me right now. You know, in terms of you're getting beat, see if you're getting beat. You don't like Sally getting beat at any stage, but if you're getting beat and playing fucking actual football where it excites you and you're like, well, but trying something different, you can maybe go okay. We're shitting quality right now, but we're trying to say that we're, you know, we're playing a brand of football that's really attractive, and that'll bring once we bring the quality in, you know, that'll bring us up to speed and we may start getting results. But when you've got that lack of quality, you've got that shit state of play, and it's that say to say passing, that predictable fucking way. You know, you look at Kyogo. I, I, I don't think enough people are saying this right now. Kyogo, for me, it's that's that's a massive frustration. You can see the runs that he's making. And he's just not getting that service. He's running between the lanes. He's trying to get behind men. He's not getting the balls he was getting on the jada. He's not getting the balls he was getting on the arm boy. He's just not getting the same mm-hmm. service. The first thing people do 
is criticised because he's not scoring goals. Understandable, he's a striker, and striker should be scoring goals. But we're having a fan, we're in a position right now where we're dropping Kugel a wee bit deeper to try and get him on the ball for him to try and create chances. Now we've brought in Anamita. You know, we've changed our whole style of play just to try and get Kugel to be more effective. That for me is a red flag. You need your midfield, your midfield and your, your wingers are crucial to be a player like Kugel. We've got a fucking striker right now who is immense. We've talked about it before that he's, you know, probably the best striker we've had since Henry Larson. And he's ineffective because he's just not getting that service. No, he's not. And uh, at, at, at times, like there was one stage out yesterday and he was, he was basically playing on the left wing, drifting out, trying to, he's, he's going everywhere trying to get in the ball. But I go back to what you were talking about the wingers. My I've got two pet peeves at the moment in football. The, but the big one at the moment for me with, with football is, and I'm sick of these, is this whole, you know, geez, I sound like I'm going to like, in, in, it wasn't a great back in the good old days, but honestly, God, what is wrong with just getting a left-footed player and putting them on the left wing and a right-footed player and putting them on the right wing and run down the wing and put a ball in the box? We have a left foot on the right and a right foot on the left, and they both come inside. The whole thing's narrow. It's all bunched up in the middle of the pitch. Now, fair enough for me, if you've got Kyogo in the box, you're not going to swing a ball in. But Adam Eid is big enough. And, oh, I, well, I don't even get me started on him in general. But we've got him in the box. You can put balls in for him. He scored a few headers for us, like, last season. I don't know if he scored any this season. I can't remember. I think he might have got one against Hibs. That is just irritating me. And the other thing, we don't believe in taking shots anymore from unless it's, like, four yards out away from the goal. You, you never see us taking a shot from 20 yards when it's opening up. It's like they're trying to score the perfect goal. I'm just like, it, it's take a chance. You never know. It might. How many goals? I saw they got a goal today from the shot from twenty odd yards out and deflected off someone and go in. Like, things happen. It might ricochet. Remember what Kyogo was like for on top of stuff as soon as the keeper parried it. Doesn't happen anymore. No, I think you're buying on it. I think you're absolutely correct. The old project, mate. You know. I'm thinking about the first half yesterday, and I'm thinking that Adamita. He's not going to be a striker who's going to be getting your 35, 40 goals a season. He, he's not. No, he gives you a different dynamic. You know, and and, and you look at Roger Stella play in terms of. <laughs> oh fuck! At the minute, there really isn't that Stella play. But I mean, you've hit the nail on the head in terms of you want. If, if we're going to put a ball in the back, you want someone like Adamita. And I think genuinely that him and Q who, who could do, do well together, but. When you're one nil up and you have to make that change and bring along for me, it's just the timing of changes as well. Pierce is it's just a wee bit all over the place at the minute. It's just like there's a nervous sensation that that that's right across the club. Yeah. You know people are talking about, you know, fans being entitled and you know, one saying that uh, thinking that we should be, you know, just beating Kamari because we're Celtic. There's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting your football team to be playing at the top level. There's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting your football team to be playing a fucking fantastic brand of football and exciting fans who are traveling from all over the world to go and watch a football game. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, at the same time, nothing's going to change here. If you believe that it's something you're going to turn around and pay an £8 million package, compensation fee package to Brendan Rodgers, the second, after a few months, it's not going to happen. Like, what we're doing, in my opinion, there's a lot of people who are venting their anger in the wrong direction. At the end of the day, it is what it is right now. 
there's a lack of quality in the team, but still they're ahead by what two points. That yeah. is criminal. And that and that in any way being the apologist here or saying that fucking that's right. That's not, it's deplorable. It shouldn't be the way it is. At the same time, there's a fucking title that he won. There's a challenge here. You know, fucking get behind the team, get behind the fucking manager. Like, and as hard as that is, because emotions are so high after dropping points, I get that 100%. But in football, you don't always get it your, your own way. And the harsh thing right now, the harsh reality that we need to face, there's a title challenge this season, and we need big players to step up. We need our McGregor's to step up. Joe Hart stepping up, there's no doubt about it. He needs to fix a few things in terms of his you know, game management, clapping balls. O'Reilly needs to step up. Kubo needs to step up. You know, our wingers need to start producing. But ultimately as well, mate, fucking, when you're at the games, fucking back the team. You know, see, in terms of social media, I believe social media is getting worse and worse and worse on a weekly basis. I mean, some of the things I've seen on social media the last couple of weeks in terms of Salnik has been, I mean, I just don't understand. There's certain, <laughs> there's certain accounts that blow me away. Absolutely blow me away. And yeah, I just think that the whole thing right now is one whole negative. It is a whole negative, but I suppose this is maybe kind of where I don't know if disagree is, but I think to be fair, everyone has given it to the board like throughout the season and particularly kind of leading up to January and all, and all that kind of stuff. Eventually, he's, he's, he's going to have to take slack because he's he's putting the team out on the pitch and he's the one who can make changes and he's not able to see or is he refusing to see that things need to be changed? I mean, who did he, what were the other subs yesterday? So Kuhn came on for was Maeda and Bernabe came oh. on. And oh, like, how? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why he took off Kyogo. I, I, I really don't. We don't have another game until next Sunday. Uh, it's as if we have a game on Tuesday night or anything like that. I, I just, I, I just look at what I don't see. Anything right now that thinks we can get, we can play ourselves into any kind of form. I think that we've been on a on a, on a slope since the night we drew with Atletico Madrid. Seemed to be in like. The, the top of the hill for that team and then they've just steadily gone down since then and they can every now and then turn up like they did against Rangers or I, I can't even remember but for me I, I, I just don't see them changing it um, I think we'll, uh, what's the, that's, that's a 10 point swing since October and I've I know I'm not going to say they're going to win every single game like then between now and the season, but I, I, we're not going to win every game, so I, I don't really see how things change for us. I can understand that again. If you think that I believe that Brendan Rodgers doesn't deserve any sort of criticism, Rodgers deserves criticism. I think he understands that. I think you know, if you watch his post match reaction yesterday, he understands that as well completely. I think that there, there needs to be a certain element of transparency in a sense where he needs, if he in any way wants back, because he's losing that back. And I mean, he's talked already this season. He's mentioned already about the lack of quality of the team. Like that's been said, you know, and he's backtracked. You know, he came out after January and was like, it is what it is. And what with the squad that I have? No, 
fucking you literally address that there's problems structurally within the club now we i've actually had a conversation with you as well about my my feelings of Scottish football as a whole for me pierce football is evolving at a very very fast pace and scotland is being left behind and left behind and left behind on a magnanimous scale like enormous scale i've seen a thing today where it was the highlights of Livingston played St. Merrill. And people were zooming in going, was it a penalty to St. Merrill? And I'm looking at the stand going, where the fuck's the fans? Where, where the fuck's the fans? I mean, structurally right now across Scottish football, the lack of quality right across the league is fucking dark. Your man Adams, who was at Ross County, he was ripped apart in his first game or second game back for Ross County. People listen, he's a bit of a fucking dickhead him anyway, isn't he? Like why are you taking a job if you're coming out with comments like that? But he's not wrong. He's not wrong about certain I mean some some of the quality is just you're watching St. Johnson today and you're going, What's the point? You're watching the hymns and going, What the fuck's what's the point here? You know, it's like I think that in terms of we're talking about Salic, right? So we'll go back to the, talking about Salic. In order for Salic to progress on both a domestic and European level on the front, there needs to be there needs to be huge changes made to that club. We can't if we have any European aspirations. And when I'm talking about European aspirations, I'm being a realist here. We're not going to win the Champions League again. That is not going to happen. If you believe that, you can't count the ten. Europa League is a push. It's a push. If we can get through a group stage of Europa League, that's huge. That's done now. I mean, you're talking about Europa Conference League. West Ham thought of it as like it was a miracle that they won Europa Conference. They spent like three hundred million pounds in the transfer window. I mean, come on, the fuck, like call a spade a spade. So, if Salik want to progress on that European front, your Conference League or whatever it may be, Europa League, there needs to be changes. There needs to be. Structurally, structural changes to the club. Oh, there's massive, like massive. I completely agree with you in in all that aspects. But the players in the squad they have should be beating all those teams they've not they they dropped points against since around I don't know December. Whenever it like that's twi- that's, that's four points we've dropped to Kilmarnock this season. That's just for me. That's unforgivable. Um. Who else we drop? Aberdeen, okay, Aberdeen away. Sometimes these things can happen. It's a tough enough game. But also, they just sacked their manager. Hearts at home. I, I, I don't see any, any excuses, even for like the lack of like a left back and that kind of thing, for where we are. Uh, I, I, I just refuse to. Ex- I, I gotta blame the board for everything, and I blame the board for for Europe. I've been harking on about it for years about the lack of ambition and where they want to be going with the team but that yesterday and, and what's been coming is not just on the board for me that's on players and, and, and the manager they, they, because the, what they've got should be beaten and it's not like any it's not an entitlement to vote like, like they could sell well actually no it is it's Celtic but they spend 20 odd million quid you can say it's some of it's rubbish and a lot of it is rubbish like Yang but they still should be beaten those teams like there's like, we've dropped nine points at home this season like, that's just mental 
here's where the <laughs> here's where my viewpoint's different. And maybe I'm wrong, so feel free to call me out on this. But there's a famous quote that hard work beats talent and talent doesn't work hard enough. You can have all the talent in the world. Different teams, special teams throughout the history of throughout the history of football, throughout the history of sport. But when you think that you have a God-given right just to win because you've got talent, you're on a slippery slope to nowhere. And that's only my opinion. Regardless of what the, the team that we have right now, in my opinion, in terms of quality, is one of the worst that we've had in a long time. There's no, there's no players who can, who can come on off the bench and be effective. We'll have players who are starting the game who can't really be effective. So there may be some players are, you know, in terms of talent. Yes, by all means, you should be beating Kamarnik when it comes to talent. But if you don't work hard enough, and if you just think that you're going to win the games and you can be complacent, you will be found out, regardless of who you are. You know, you can speak about it fucking right across sport. When, when Anthony Joshua fought Reeves, you talk about talent, you talk about, you know, physical condition, you can talk about fitness, punch power, whatever it may be. When Anthony Joshua fought Reeves and went in there with a bit of complacency, he got his cut back then and lost his world title. There's been many, many cases throughout sport, not just football, where teams who are at a much less level in terms of talent and ability have, have swept bigger teams to save. So my, my, my opinion is that when you're playing Kilmarnock, you just shouldn't be expecting to be Kilmarnock because of Celtic at Celtic Park. You need a team of players who should be good out there and fighting every single fucking minute. Representing Celtic, you know, it sounds a wee bit sort of fucking romantic to say, it's like a romanticism to say, but when you're, when you're playing for Celtic, you should be going out there and fighting every single fucking minute for a result. And what you had yesterday, and what you've had a few times this season, is complacency, is sheer and other complacency from big players, like players like McGregor, and I think you're bang on. His performance yesterday, there was no leadership, there was no a captain, a captain standing up for, I mean, Scott Brown, there was many examples where Sally weren't playing well, and Scott Brown stepped up to fucking change the game. Come on, like a way, being a big example of that. Well, look, I completely get what you're saying, and I, I understand, but what I would say back to that is, is that working hard should be the basic minimum of, of a football player. So, why are they not? So, how, how do you, what, what's the root cause? Or how do you, how do you come back from why they're not going out there and working hard? Um, because if I, for me, it looks like we've won games this season purely based on the fact that we've got better players than some of the other teams in the league. There's, there's no style or, or, or in that patterns of play. I, I think we've got better players. And then, another thing for me is, I don't think that they sound ridiculous. I don't think they're very fit. They look like deprived of energy after about an hour. We need rather special uh, sports science team to come back in, don't we? Need to get out. I don't know. Listen, I, I agree. In, in, in a sense, where I just think that the lack of quality is is is. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, we've talked about two windows, two transfer windows. You, the, the summer transfer window was, was brutal, and the January transfer window was even worse. It was like we were taxing each other on a daily basis going, any even, is there a rumour? Is there anything? <laughs> is there Great anything? That, yeah, anything? <laughs> it was over public grammars at one stage. Huh. Quentin Fortune. But, <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, 
Listen, it is what it is. This is the team that we'll have. You can't sign a player in February or March. This is the squad that we'll have. And ultimately, if we have a, a glimmer of hope of winning this league, we need to back a team. There's no other thing about it. It's, yes, fucking absolutely. Frederick Pistulison's it's, it's performance 100%. But at the same time, we can't win the games with a defeatist attitude. We'll have to fucking... For me, anyway, I need to have like, remain hopeful that we can win this league. And that's just me. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But, like, Motherwell next week is a huge, huge game. Like, they're all testing. Oh, every game is. Yeah, every game is a Champions League final. But, I mean, we're going to have the Motherwell away potentially five points behind them. I know. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. No, and it's and what happens is if if they're playing before us, you start getting scoreboard pressure, and it's and that's that that starts playing into people like mentally. And I I don't know if if it doesn't look like to me like a lot of them have it in them for any kind of. They looked fine when they were kind of boasting and they were five eight points clear, um, and there was no real pressure on them. But then they got beaten at Kilmarnock, so that was a bit of pressure on them, and they get beaten in the following week, um, off 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 Hearts Arm, um. I, I, they've got what twelve, so we've got Motherwell away. We're playing someone in the midweek. I'm gonna say Saint Mirren. I don't know if it's Saint Mirren. And then we've got Hearts away. If they drop any, if they drop any points in those three games for me, it's done. Uh, there, there's no coming back from that. Some there's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of twists and turns. I'm, I'm predicting a lot of twists, a lot of twists and turns in the next couple of weeks. But there shouldn't I mean, be any. That that that's that's the thing. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not disputing that at all. There shouldn't be, you know. But again, facing reality is when you have a team like this, when you have a squad like this, when you have a back four of what we're fucking finishing games with, that's why we're facing twists and turns for the rest of the season. What's baffling me is that people are talking about this Rangers team, like they're the fucking Harlem Globetrotters. They're shit. They're absolutely shit. I've said that loads of times, and people have been like, nah, you're wrong, blah, blah. We played them at Celtic Park a few weeks ago. And battered them off the pitch. Absolutely battered them off the pitch. Where's the, where's the performances from that? I mean, in my opinion, the first half against them was a fantastic performance. Point out one player that was Colin McGregor. Colin McGregor from the start of that game was immense. Immense. Um, so, what I'm trying to say is, I don't believe Rangers are in any way just winning this league at a counter. If Sally keep going the way we're going, dropping points, yes, completely understandable. But they will drop points in the next couple of games as well. And, and that's just not me being hopeful. They're going to have hard games, you know. It is what it is. You know, look at that today, the way they play football, the players like John Lundstrom run the right there and people are like fucking applauding him. For a player, listen, for a player in the top of the league, it is what it is. That's really, really hurtful. It fucking absolutely buries me. Um, I'm not going to lie, it absolutely buries me. But at the end of the day, there's always seasons where it's shit. We're faced with a fucking this is the worst season since COVID. And um, yeah, we're in for a we're in for a battle and it is what it is. We just need to remain hopeful, I suppose. Well, I need to remain hopeful because of my way we get in. Fuck it. What's fucking destroy me like? I I'm I'm seventy even though there's only two points in it, and I know we've been in seasons before kind of like in the striking years and, and stuff like that, when like, it, it, the, uh, I mean, there's this talk that people can't, uh, like, the fans haven't got, I, I don't think the fans have an issue with, with a title race or haven't got the bottle, because there was one on the range 
two under Andrews for a season. And that for me was one of the most enjoyable seasons ever. And it was right until we beat them in April. And then that was pretty much it done. We went away. But I don't I don't see I don't think I don't think those players to a man really have, have it in them for to, to dig deeper and really and really pick it out. I I I think they'd have to go on. I genuinely think they'd have to win all twelve games. And I know you know, saying about them not being great, but the point is, since he's got the job, we beat them, and they and they got beaten, and they drew with Aberdeen. That's that's been it, and they haven't even really looked like dropping points in any game. They're doing just enough to get by in every game, and that's all they needed to do. All when he kept the job, all he had to do was win games. And we've just fallen apart. So, I, I just, I'd like to, I'd like to imagine that they could turn like next week they could turn around. But it's not just about one game. Uh, was it not up until December we had won three games in a row? And that's just for me is incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. When are Hatari and CCB back? I know that Cameron Carver-Vickers is back in full training, so you'd expect him maybe to feature next Sunday. I, I'd say, I would imagine you you might see Carter Vickers against maybe Hearts. I don't know. I, I and I think it's Hearts another month away. So you're talking maybe by the time you go and play them, Easter Easter time. I think them who's coming back fully fit will be huge. But that's if we're still in it. We we could consider we could be we could be out of it by then. We we have so many away games. They've got so many home games. Um. And I, I, I think, and I think, see, I you saw McInnes yesterday saying Celtic got the ball, but it was the players he wanted to have to have the ball, had the ball. I think, I, I think a lot of them, a lot of teams have, have, have sussed us. That's just, I think, I think, Roger's style might suit when teams open up and come out of us, but when a team's like is able to be compact, they seem to struggle to have any idea how to how to break them down. Would you like the same set? Right now, if it come out right, if it come out right now, the Brent Rodgers was sacked, having defeat. If they if they said he was, if, and I always said yesterday he has to go, and, and and if they had a competent board, I would say he had to go, and if yeah, and but there's if he was sacked now and they had someone lined up that I, that I thought could get the maximum out of those players, I I would I would say yeah. I mean, it's not gonna happen, and it's it's just kind of. You know, rubbish talk amongst people, but there's a whole, as I said, it's that there's a whole lot of them at sack him, players, board. So the answer, the answer is yes, but no. <laughs> is your arch sore from sitting on that fence, you fucker? <laughs> look, it could all change. They could look, uh, that, that, that's a beauty of playing both sides. I'll always win. <laughs> Let me ask you one question. Celtic won the league this year. Will Celtic win the league now? Okay. You batting, man? Uh, We're going to win this league. We're going to win this league this year. That's not playing at all. Well, how many... What, what, what points handicap are you giving them? Nah. Oh, I, don't know, I, 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 I bet you 50 quid we don't win the league. 50 quid? Yeah. You're all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's space it up 50 quid and then we'll just be doubling it up until <laughs> until forever 
You've seen this, you've heard this. The bet is on 50 quid. Celtic won the league this season. <laughs> the appearance it is playing hope. I'm just hoping things change a bit as soon as possible. I think that, you know, in terms of, of the seasons that Rogers makes in game, I thought that's I really hope and believe. Listen, stop the old project, keep your on that pitch as long as possible. See unless he's physically physically can't go on. See unless fucking if he wants to be on that pitch and you think that he can score goals, keep your on that pitch. See us bringing him on, bringing a one, fuck all that shit. We believe to win here with your quality in the park. It's that simple. Yeah, I think I think I think Rogers might have to go and climb Crow Patrick for forty days and try and find some inspiration to try and <laughs> save this season. Listen, we need something. We need something. But I remain hopeful. We need to do more of this. We need to do this more often because, like I say, there's a few things that we're, we're sort of clouding heads about. And I, again, I think it's the beauty of football. But this does really help, you know, coming on and, and, and venting about Salik at uh, difficult stages of the season. But no, we'll make it a weekly thing, definitely. Um, right. We know there's been a few people on asking questions and stuff when we come back. So this is it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's back up. Yeah, yeah, my dad was on this morning saying what's crack on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Says I'm running a podcast and listen to him screw up in the bottom of the bar. <laughs> but uh mate, I love to say this has been fantastic. It hasn't, it's been absolutely brutal. But it's a joy to follow us, Alec. You're gonna go through the extreme highs and sometimes you're gonna experience the extreme lows as well. But yeah. It's good that we've settled we've got that wee baton taste now as well. Let's face up the next few weeks for me. Yeah, yeah. Just make it a business expense. <laughs> right, that's the time to call my day now. So it <laughs> guys, it's been absolutely fantastic, mate. I'll check on you very soon. But yeah, roll on Motherwell next Sunday. A big fucking massive 1 0 win. I'll take it. I'll take it now. Absolutely. Appreciate you, my man. I'll speak to you soon. All right, chat to you, right? Bye bye.